Welcome to the Converge One Tech Exchange, a podcast series that connects the technology community with top of mind insights that you can put into action. Converge One believes that leveraging technology to connect people with purpose is vital to achieve business outcomes. Please join our discussion and together let's shape the future of the technology landscape in cloud, digital infrastructure, security, collaboration, customer experience, and beyond. Let's get our geek on. Uh, Kath. Uh, Kath. Yeah. Don't go down that. Don't go down that alleyway. What are you doing? Don't. Don't go into the shed with the chainsaws. Tech exchange has gone a little dark, Kath. I'm a little yeah. frightened by this. I guess it's getting close to Halloween season. At least the stores are already selling all the spooky time treats. Gosh, so, I love that candy corn stuff. Really? You're a candy corn gal? I am I, a candy corn gal. I can't do that, Kath. I can't. You know, it's funny, though. You mentioned when I try not to be frightened, I think of that goofy Geico ad that you just mentioned, <laughs> right? Where they're like, hide in the attic. No, the basement. No. Can't we get in the running car? <laughs> what are you, crazy? Go behind the chainsaws. <laughs> oh. Welcome to Converge One Tech Exchange. I am your co-host, Brett Lathrop. And I am Kathy Sobos. Thanks to all the crew who help us with logistics and the show and the creation, of course. Our content is inspired by all of our colleagues in the industry and mavericks who dare to question convention and fear no labor. Our website is ConvergeOne.com. We're on LinkedIn. You can find a YouTube channel with stuff. And hopefully you're listening to us via Spotify or Apple Podcasts. You can find me at Brett Lathrop. And I'm at Kathy Sobis. Great show for him today, Kath. Topic today, as you might have uh, surmised, Nightmare on Prem Street. Yeah, love it. Prem as in premise, but it works with the title. So let yeah. it you just roll with it, techies. Suspend disbelief. Um, but we have special guests. We do. And we uh, have- I love it when we have guests. Me too. We have some great guests on today. We also have some shout outs too. Would you like to hear them, Brett? Yeah, let me take the spooky music down. It's kind of frightening me. Hang on a second. Okay. Phew. Thanks, Kath. Sure. Head out. Get our shouts out. Okay. We stand on the shoulders of giants today, and I want to talk about Glenn Nethercut. He is the chief architect, a patent holder, and the lead developer of the Genesis Cloud. He's as redundant in the spelling of his name as he is with his architecture. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> so shout out to Glenn. Very good. Well done, Glenn. Keep coding away, baby. Make that feature set ring. Um, all right. Who are our special guests, Kath? You got an oh, introduction for me? I do. I do. Uh, the first person I'd like to introduce is our one and only Owen Robinson. He's an experienced customer experience business practice leader with a passion for helping clients leverage technology to meet successful business outcomes. Currently, Owen leads Converge One's dedicated Genesis practice with design, development, professional services, and customer care teams for the full suite of cloud and on-premises customer experience solutions. Welcome, Owen. Well, thank you, Kathy. 
Welcome, welcome. And my privilege to introduce Brian Bischoff. Brian is the Senior Vice President for Genesis Cloud, uh, responsible for driving the market innovation and growth within that next generation customer experience cloud offering set they have. Brian spent his whole career focused on delivering CX solutions to mid and enterprise class customers. His work has spanned everything from premise to hosted to modern omni-channel SaaS type architectures. He's passionate about uh, the profound changes in business operational opportunities that can be realized in cloud. Sounds like our kind of guy, Calf. Uh, yeah. Welcome, yeah. Brian. Thank you. I'm over the scary music and ready to roll today. Let's go. Yes, um, I'm. I'm glad for that. Um, I, um, you know, let's get into this topic: nightmare on Prem Street. First of all. Uh, I, uh, Brian, I'm a, I'm a big, uh, scaredy cat, right? I'm a, I'm a large individual. I am nearly six foot four, 290 pounds. I throw heavy things for fun, but scary movies are really not my cup of tea. Like Nightmare on Elm Street, I get super scared. Um, maybe like some companies with premise provided CC services as they look at migration and modernization options for cloud. Um, uh, I thought cloud was supposed to be kind of light and fluffy. Well, you know, why isn't it? Well, I think cloud is light and fluffy, but like you described, many companies are scared and they are scared based on what's happened over the last 10 years or even longer because they have uh, put together solutions to solve business needs for their customers. But what ends up, ends up happening is you get three or four or five different vendors. You've got multiple different uh, appliances put together. And now it's like Freddy Krueger. It's scary and it's unmanageable, right? We yeah. all have been involved in areas where we're doing cutovers and coordinating multiple vendors and staying up late into the night. Another scary thing trying to get this done. And people in business know that when the upgrade goes well, you don't get rewarded. But if it goes wrong, you do get a lot of attention. So that's what we're trying to stop with the cloud, right? And so we're trying to move away from these scary scenarios into a more fluffy or more, uh, if you will, easy way to do it. And many companies think that uh, it's going to be hard to do. But, you know, very candidly, two years ago, 90% of companies said they will never move their agents to home. And what happened? 100% of them did last year. And so these right. things can be done, and we will talk about how to do it. Yeah, great points. Uh, Kathy, we've talked about that, right? Obviously, COVID exaggerated all of this. Um, yeah. And um, and it's it, it proof, I guess it, you know, it proof tested that, there was more capability than we realized, so that's good. Indeed, indeed, baptism by fire. And I agree, you know, many companies were scared. So the question for Owen here, how do you measure that scariness? Well, it's a, it's a great question, Kathy. And if you think about it, you know, part of how you measure the scariness of, you know, when I think about measuring the scariness, I think about the customer experience and where, um, as we move to cloud, how that customer experience changed and how the customer journey changed as our employees uh, and our agents' lives changed. So when you think about 
like if you're going out and talking about your your customer experience and how do you measure it how do you really understand how scary is that customer experience and in the in a legacy system we've spent decades trying to really understand what that customer journey is trying to figure out how to make it better uh, trying to you know and we we've kind of come back to settling on all these metrics we use to measure what we think is important to customers things like speed to answer or average uh, average speed of answer average talk time uh, first call resolution all these things that we think are important are they uh, <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> you know, and I think as we're doing these cloud modernizations and, and customers are moving to cloud, it really gives that opportunity to take a step back and say, you know, are we measuring our business correctly? Because we have really been limited in trying, we have these big levers in a premise environment that we pull to adjust what we think is a customer outcome. But with a cloud environment where we're, where we're able to leverage really, really cool backend AI technology to give hyper personalized experience on a customer by customer basis, regardless of how they're communicating with us, what channel they're on, if they're going between different channels, if they're in a self-service mode or whether they're talking to us live, you know, it really, we have a lot of different options. And I think what that, as you approach that, it sounds scary. Like when you kind of think of that holistically and you're thinking about, wow, it's not just taking my technology to the cloud, but I'm gonna reinvent my business along the way. It sounds scary. I can tell you it's not. And it's not because the destination is so fun. So think of it as like you're going on a great vacation, but it's a long way to get there and you're going to have to do a lot of traveling. You're going to navigate some airports and you're going to drive <laughs> this weird car and it's on the wrong side of the road and you don't know what you're going. You know, there's all those things you have to deal with, but the destination is fantastic and it's worth every step to get there. So think of it, think of it that way. And I think we can really take a lot of the fear out of those journeys. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I like that, Owen. And I like the analogy that, yeah, there are sometimes some initial lifts that feel scary and are there, but but then wouldn't you say that the new model is more, yes, you've got some early lift, but then it's more as they as the you know the popular term and more agile oriented, just keep innovating, just step after step, making that that end place better and better, you know, as opposed to only doing that every two or three years, right? Right. Totally. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love that. Um, Kath, I also like the um, the way digital channels, because the digital channel orientation and the population of the of the planet is such is is adopting them so quickly. They just inherently have different metrics, right? And I think that's becoming what's helping make those challenges to the voice end of it is to say, well. Why isn't the metric that we use in the digital not relevant to the voice as well? You know, can we can we challenge conventional thinking about average speeds of answer and those kinds of things um, based on the experience? Um, Definitely ask questions about the talk time too, right? Because if, right. if some digital channels are helping out there, then talk times could actually be longer, but they're for the right things, for the right reasons. Well, and here's right. where I think about yeah. like that like that like a stat like that like uh average talk time so if i'm calling to refinance my mortgage and i have a lot of questions and i you know i don't do this very often so i don't know what the heck i'm talking about so i'm i'm asking right. a lot of questions if i have a if i have a, a an agent who's trying to push me off the phone to meet an average talk time metric it's a frustrating experience for me 
On the other hand, if I'm calling that same, you know, financial institution because I suspect some fraud and I'm maybe I'm texting them because I'm in a weird place and I'm like, oh, I see something weird on my call, then, you know, speed to answer is paramount. I want to know right away mm-hmm. that they've got it and they're they're putting a stop to it. So so I think the point is, is that not every um not every experience is dependent or, you know, every experience is different and every circumstance and every person is different. It's it's a good question because when you move to cloud, sometimes definition changes and we don't really care about being redundant or tridundant. We care about availability and making sure applications work for our customers, right? So I often hear people say, you don't understand. Voice has got to be up. And then I ask, well, why are you saying that? Why have you had problems? And the problems are based on what's been in the past because of multiple vendors setting up your own networks, having MPLS, making changes, SPCs, all these technical things that happen that lead to, even though you're redundant, lead to errors which cause voice conversations or customers not be able to access you. So the main point in the cloud is Leave it to the professionals, the professionals that build this, that do this every day, and that's all they do. Uh, and they have it there available for customers to call in, for changes to be made, so your staff doesn't need to do that after hours. Uh, and it allows this to be delivered with a high level of consistency. So we move questions from are you redundant to are you available and can your customers access the applications that they want to access to deal with your brand and do great commerce. Yeah, I think that's a, a great point. Um, so, you know, service availability cap, right, is the mantra. It's, it, it's, it's, it's the replacement for the old five nines, right, kind of concept of, you know, having that, that uptime capability. Um, but and but Brad, obviously... Talk about five nines, I, I mean, most vendors in the industry will put an SLA on four nines, which is less than five minutes of downtime in an entire month. And so right, we right. began talking about redundant, but it's around being available and being available for your customers. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, hey, Owen, uh, earlier you were talking about life-changing experiences and that there was a great destination out there. Uh, but once you decide to move to the cloud, it can be scary to go there. Um, if this cloud was assembled over a bunch of decades, what should the timing and expectations be for somebody who's considering this move? Yeah, perhaps I went a little off the rails there, getting a little esoteric, but I love this stuff. It's exciting. Um, <laughs> so, um, but but you know, down to brass tacks, really moving an environment from a, a again a highly integrated, sophisticated in environment built over decades with you know generations of uh, smart people coming through and tweaking it and pulling levers and twisting knobs to make it work just right for your business. That's not easy to replace with a, with a blink of an eye. So, uh, but I think really, if you, if you think about how you're deploying a cloud solution, the actual deployment of the platform isn't that hard. 
to be honest. It's, you know, it's, it takes some work and it takes some thought to do it right. But mm-hmm. the, the cloud platform's already there. You're not dropping a bunch of servers. You're not, you know, crawling under desks and running wires or anything, you know, <laughs> right. like Good the old days. days. Right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's pretty easy. And that's why you'll see a lot of cloud providers, you know, you can turn on your cloud and have agents up in 48 hours. And that's true. Now, what those agents are going to do is a whole different story. And that's where you really have to spend your time and really have a good expectation of uh, as you're going through it, you're you're taking advantage of this cloud transformation to also transform your business. And that mm-hmm. means what we're talking about is not a technology discussion. It's a business discussion. So you really have to start with understanding how your business operates today and then how you want it to operate, and then building that journey to get there. That's where the real work is. The actual technology deployment, I mean, I'm not going to say it's super easy, but it's super easy. So, <laughs> so It's kind of interesting, so, this so pivot true. you're noticing, right, Brett? And, and so, you know, yeah, I mean, it. gosh, it's yeah. just like, it's just, it's singing this hymn, right? I mean, different words are being used in the marketplace, everybody. You hear it as transformation. You hear it as refactoring, right? Lift, refactor, and then shift to cloud. Or modernization, right? They're all words that mean what, what Owen's suggesting here, which is there's a business process of taking these wonderful business outcomes that you deliver with the technology on your premise environments and articulating them into this cloud environment. The like he said, getting the cloud environment in place so that you can start doing that isn't necessarily the big lift anymore. It's doing the whole who moved my cheese with the contact center around <laughs> re, you know, retaining some of how they work, but also taking advantage of some, u- some new ways that enhance the potential to deliver better customer experience for their customers, I, right? Yeah, I couldn't agree more. You know, this whole pivot from moving out of the IT world and into the business world and really being driven by the outcomes that are being required by the business is is a very fun space to be in right now. But, mm-hmm. but let's get back to our nightmare, nightmare on Prem Street. Right. Uh, And so these questions are for both Owen and Brian here. You know, what do you see? How can we turn these nightmares into good dreams, good dreams by going to cloud? What do you see that works and doesn't work? I, I don't know if you want to go first, Brian, but I have my favorite, and it's it's right off right off the bat. There is no phrase I dislike more than like for like, because <laughs> if you're going to try and take awesome, fantastic technology and make it work like your system from 20 years ago, you're you're chasing the wrong rabbit. So so I think mm. really starting out with a mindset of you know this is an opportunity to really change your business, to focus on business outcomes, to, to uh, technology as a means to an end, which is better business outcomes, it's better human relationships, it's better contacts. Uh, and I think so, so if you're starting from a like for like, you're starting from the wrong place. My two cents. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I agree. And for many of the professionals on this call, this is not their first Halloween rodeo here, right? They've already <laughs> moved many other applications from the premise to cloud. They've learned how to do it. And when I talk to customers, what they say is the biggest learnings they've had is when they did this with another application, you know, two to four years ago, the biggest mistake they made is what Owen said. They took a SaaS product and they tried to customize it and they customized it to the extent that now it's no longer manageable. So as you've moved multiple different applications, you get more into the mode of best practices and the best practices are to take 
things that are configured uh, out of the box, get them to work. It's not like for like or lift and shift. It's actually changing some of the processes not to replicate the errors and it's putting it into production in a way that you know you can be agile and make changes. And so let's avoid some of those nightmares that our colleagues have had uh, and we can easily move forward off of Elm Street or this nightmare street into the cloud. Preach, brother. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, Kathy, couldn't ask for two better guests to talk about the nightmare on Prem Street and how it goes to something much nicer. Um, Brian, any final thoughts as the, the music comes up? We got to get back to the day jobs, but any final thoughts on, uh, on practical applications to help the crew out there? I'd say to get out of your nightmare, get a guide have done this before. Let's figure out with the solid companies like the first one how to move you off this nightmare on Rem Street and maybe do another movie. Maybe like a field of dreams of where we're going together. Oh, I like that. I like that. Perfect. I like that. Um, all right, Kath. Well, as you know, the music means that uh, we got to get on with the day job. That's um, right. That's the show. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for all those likes and listens. The Converge One Tech Exchange podcast comes out regularly. Questions, comments, topic ideas, please comment or contact us and we'll engage. That was fun. It was. May the work you all do be animated with purpose. And thanks for stopping by. Thanks for joining the Converge One Tech Exchange. If you have a topic you'd like to hear about, send your request to techexchange at convergeone.com. And please follow Converge One on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook for updates about new episodes.